This podcast is brought to you by the Accredited Snow Contractors Association. With industry standards-based certification, a discounted insurance program, networking events, and legislative efforts that strengthen the professional snow and ice management industry, your ASCA membership never stops working for you. Join today at ASCAonline.org. Hi, this is Mike Zwacki, editor of Snow Magazine. Uh, my guest today is Neil Glatt. He's the managing partner and uh, business coach with GrowTheBench.com. And um, had Neil on to talk about the topic of uh, mentoring, both as a recipient and as a provider, and how important it is not only in the management of one's career, but also in growing, being successful in business. A little bit about Neil, though. Neil, he uh, began his career as a snow contractor. Uh, he joined Boston-based Case Snow Management as an account executive in 2010. He was part of that sales effort that uh, grew that company from a little less than a million dollars in sales into over $40 million in annual snow sales uh, when he left to start his own coaching practice in 2017. He uses a lot of that experience from his time with Case as a coach, uh, in helping others, both in the snow and landscape industries, better themselves and and to grow as the leaders within their organizations. Uh, Neil is a certified strengths coach through Gallup and a John Maxwell certified coach, speaker, and trainer, and also just an all-around really interesting and insightful guy. Hope you'll be able to take a lot away from our conversation about mentorship and maybe make some decisions in your life about whether you need or would like to be, or perhaps even both, a mentor. I think a lot of people see the value in mentoring, especially in our industry. But I think there is a misconception that when you're going to engage in becoming a mentor, that it's something you do in that final phase of your career, uh, that it's something that as you're looking to maybe exit, you're also looking to like leave uh, some of your shared experiences with a younger generation. But I don't know, and, and I wanted to get your insight on this, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I think that uh, you can serve as a mentor at any time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I think, um, you know, a lot of people, when they start to think about mentorship, they think about helping another business owner along the way, which is great. I mean, certainly is needed. But you're right. There's this whole phase of life or phase of career that gets missed where there can be internal mentorship within a company. You know, mentorship is a little different than training, and I'm sure we'll discuss that at some point. You know, we can mentor within our organizations, and we should be mentoring every new hire along the way to really build deep, successful, you know, intelligent organizations. You know, I see uh, at all these industry shows and conferences and retreats, the business owner, the top GM, and they have a whole company, you know, tens or hundreds of people behind them who never get the same educational opportunities. If they're not properly mentoring, they're really not getting the benefit out of having attended those. And and would be better off sending somebody who's going to carry that mentoring torch within the company itself. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think mentoring and mentorship is exclusive to a business owner either. I think you can be a, a manager or a, mm-hmm. a foreman or a supervisor and still bring a lot of value uh, helping to tutor and uh, bring up that younger generation. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm huge into only doing something if there are surveys or data to back it up. There's a lot of advice out there, and by the way, Somebody who gives advice is not necessarily a mentor, and somebody who trains you is not necessarily a mentor. Mentorship is is different, it's bigger, it's more holistic. And, uh, you know, I have my definition that we'll talk about today on the, on the podcast, but really the, the people within your organization who are constantly exceeding their goals, who are doing better, are doing better because they are mentoring. And the number one thing that employees report looking for in a career today is a developmental opportunity. So a mentor is really providing that developmental opportunity. Those crew foremen... Um, those middle managers who are naturally mentoring other people, and we may not even ever call it the word mentoring, but that's what they're doing. They're providing that developmental opportunity for their people, and as a result, they have lower turnover than other teams within the organization. They're, They're empowering their people, so they tend to have higher profitability as a unit, higher productivity, higher sales, and higher customer engagement. And again, this is all coming from the research that, that Gallup, which is the world's largest independent polling company, continues to put out year after year. Mm-hmm. So mentoring is really a key to success that uh, some organizations have figured out and um, you know been able to tap into the power of. You had talked about uh, defining mentoring and that it's not just uh, training or advising. Talk a little bit about how you see and how you define mentoring and why it's different from uh, uh, those other forms of of education that uh, owners and managers give within their company. Yeah, so, you know, when we're teaching skills, that's uh, often a a safety or a um, proficiency type focus, and and it's needed, right? Um, We have to make sure that everybody has that core level of training, but that's not necessarily developing people. Um, A mentor is somebody who comes along and really um, not only teaches uh, the wisdom that they have, but also uh, cares about the individual. They're really somebody who's going to be leading with both their head and their heart, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. You know, it it feels different. It's more of that trusted advisor who you can go to uh, with business things, but also personal things. It's that constant that you, you feel that connection to. And anybody who's had somebody who they would call a mentor knows this. They put them in a different level than educators, um, teachers, um, you know, the words that kind of mentor goes along with globally would be things like sensei, guru, mm-hmm. llama, maestro, tutor, or guide, right? Mm-hmm. These are, these, are um, these core people that are so impactful in our life. They've made such a difference, and we, we, we know, we feel how much they care about us and our success more so than just transferring some knowledge to us. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm an owner or a manager or, or someone within a, a supervisory capacity and I want to become a mentor, I see the value in, in, in mentoring somebody. How do I go about doing that? Is it an organized process or, or is it, in, you know, can you do it in an informal way? How would you advise somebody who really wants to do this, who really wants to share what they've learned and, and, and help bring somebody along uh, to go about doing this? Yeah, um, they're certainly both formal and informal. Um, you know, I would say to both people who want to be mentors and people looking for a mentor, be careful. Be very, very selective in who you're going to take on as a mentor because the, the number one thing that a mentor has to do is they have to exist for that other person. You know, there are people out there who say they will mentor, but they're doing it for profit mm-hmm. or they're doing it for fame. And those relationships tend not to work. Mm-hmm. Um, the mentors who are really successful is somebody who's showing up for the individual to make them successful, regardless of everything else. So I think that's important to establish. But yes, you can have very informal mentorship. I've done this through uh, certain programs um, where uh, new members and professional organizations are paired up with senior people, and I'll have very infrequent uh, conversations on the phone for questions, ideas. Um, a lot of the times, I'm just helping point them to the right resource rather than even explaining it myself or my own take. And then there's very formal relationship. You know, when I was managing teams at Case Snow, I had some very formal, every week we sat down for an hour and mentored this person personally and professionally. And now, of course, in my coaching role, the same. You know, I have clients who we connect with on a very regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then there's mentor relationships where you don't even know the mentor. You know, many of my mentors are this. These are people who have uh, written books, who produce um, podcasts like this, who produce instructional videos. Some of them uh, passed away before I was even born, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm able to continue to learn and develop from their wisdom. You know, so those opportunities exist. And I think when we're seeking a mentor, there's really, I consider, five things that we want to take a look at. Um, and we'll talk about that when we say, okay, I'm ready to find a mentor. Now, who am I going to go pick? I want to uh, go back to um, if I'm choosing to mentor, uh, how do you determine, you know, you talked about it's, you know, um, the need to be careful and 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 the, the commitment that's involved and you shouldn't take a decision like this lightly. So yeah. with that said, how do you choose what you share? Um, that's a good question. And I think it's going to depend on the, the person, you know, so um, I've had people who have asked me to mentor them you know, of course, offered to pay what I would ask to mentor them, but I've turned it down because I know that there are other mentors who are available who would do a better job than I would of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not necessarily, uh, you know, I, I sold a tremendous amount of snow contracts in my life, and the reason why is because I had a mentor for sales who I'm, I'm going to plug here because I'm so grateful for everything he's taught me mm-hmm. in Kirk, Kirk Armstrong as a sales coach and, and mentor, um, you know, Kirk taught me everything I know about sales and, and I had tremendous success. And because of the success that people see for me uh, in my career, they'll come to me and say, Neil, teach me sales. And because I'm existing to help other people, I'm saying, listen, no, go hire Kirk, right? He still does this. He's way better than I ever am or ever could be. He's mm-hmm. the one who taught me everything. And he's available to do this. So so go find the best possible source you can. 
for me as a mentor, it's important to know what do I real what am I really an expert in and passionate about sharing, and what's going to be best for this person who's asking me to mentor them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that you you mentioned that that part about trying to determine well what do I bring to the table, and and if you know somebody asks me to mentor them, am I the right mentor? Um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on, uh, you know, building your leaders from within. What is the risk reward for um, an owner or a manager to engage in membership? Uh, I'm sorry, in mentoring. You know, some uh, business leaders, they tend to hesitate sometimes because they're worried that they're going to give their all to an individual who then may leave the company. Is that part of that risk reward of, of, of doing something like this? Yeah, you know, um, I, I hear that a lot. Uh, I'm I'm worried about sharing too much, and this person's going to leave. And um, boy, I'll tell you, if that's not the biggest single um, mistake that business owners make, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what is. Okay. Um, you know, we need to pour into our people and teach them everything. And uh, you know, people a lot of times will leave a company because they're not receiving that, not because they're getting it. And um, you know, I worked many, many years with Jason mm-hmm. uh, Case of, of Case Snow. He taught me everything he knew, and when he couldn't, he would go find a mentor for me to learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed with him for seven and a half years and, you know, grew case to a, a multi-million dollar operation, only left because I wanted to go mentor other people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a single snow company I would ever have left for, or if I ever decided I wanted to go back to doing it, I would absolutely go back to that because I know that, that he invested in me, he cared about me, and I heard from other account managers and directors of operations, I'm not getting that same opportunity. So I, I think that investing your people, sharing with them is is a key to success. And, and if you're thinking about it as a potential fear, that's probably part of the reason why people are leaving. Okay, well, let's say I'm a, a young up-and-comer and I, I think I, I need some help. I, I want to take yeah. that next step. So how should I be reaching out? Uh, should I be wait to be chosen <laughs> to <laughs> for, by a mentor or should um, I be actively seeking? And, and how, how, how do you go about doing something? like that yeah great question so first of all i don't think it's just for young Mm up-and-comers i personally believe everybody needs a coach uh or a mentor and and you know i'll tell you in my life i have coaches and mentors even though i coach and mentor others so i think everybody should always have a mentor if you don't you're not growing as fast as you potentially could but yeah so i'm ready to find to, to be mentored before i ask will you mentor me which is a weird question and we'll talk about how to say that, mm-hmm. not so strangely. Let's make sure that the person who we're looking to mentor us is really uh, worthy of being asked that. And like I said, we got to be careful here um, because these people are going to shape our future. So uh, there are five things that I think great mentors will have. Number one, they're going to be a worthy example. So this isn't just somebody who uh, knows the information or has read it in a book, but they're actually, they're walking the walk. When you talk to the people that they manage directly, you're hearing the same things that they're saying, and, and their personal life is reflective of, of values that, that you think are worthwhile. Um, so they're, they're a worthy example. Uh, number two, a good mentor is available. You know, mentorship takes a lot of time. My rule of thumb is an hour a week which is a lot in today's, you know, rapid-paced society. Yeah, sure. You have to make sure the mentor can spend time with you. And, and a lot of people who, are, who would be good mentors are just too busy, unfortunately. But also, you know, there are seasons of mentorship. You know, I wouldn't say that anybody's really a mentor if you're not spending at least a few months working with them. But this is not a lifelong commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't be put off by 
oh, this person's a great mentor, but I just can't get access or they're not available right now, mm-hmm. you know, don't give up. They may be available for you at another time. So number one, they're a worthy example. Number two, uh, they're available. Number three, a, a good mentor has proven experience. You know, it's very difficult to be a mentor if you've never done this. One thing that I look for in my mentors is I don't just want somebody who's great at what they've done. I want somebody who has made a lot of mistakes in what they've done. Oh, interesting. Um, because... Yeah, that's where we really learn. You know, when I can talk to somebody about operations and they say, here's exactly what I did wrong. Now I know they really understand why what they're doing is right Um, or finance or management. I want somebody who's gone through this and said, here's where I messed up and and I've learned from that. I think that the more we fail, the more we learn. Mm -hmm. So um, really somebody with proven experience, they've been doing this a while and and they failed pretty hard at it at times. Um, So number one, worthy example. Number two, available. Number three, proven experience. Number four, uh, a mentor has to have wisdom. Mm-hmm. So it's wisdom is really, you know, knowing what to do with what you know. It's not talent necessarily. It's being able to put the rubber to the road, mm-hmm. to being able to apply this knowledge. You know, wisdom can be passed on in, in really just a few words sometimes. It's, it's looking at things through a totally different lens. You know, anybody can go read a book, but if you can't apply it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. And I think, I think mentors who can help bridge that gap really start to embody that wisdom. So, uh, yeah, five things. Number one, worthy example. Number two, available. Number three, proven experience. Number four, possesses wisdom. And number five, and, and this is probably the most important, is a good mentor provides friendship and support. Mm-hmm. I talked about one of the big differences between a mentor and anybody else we learn from is that a mentor really cares, and you feel that care, and they're leading with their head and their heart. Mm-hmm. You can walk around you know, any trade show and find lots of people who want to give you advice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every, to, to, to use the cliche, every sales guy wants to give you advice, right? They're not mentors. So, so never confuse advice with mentorship. Okay. Um, it, it's so much more. It's so deep. It's, it's really about showing up and being there just for that person and not worrying about what the benefits will be. Um, and so friendship and support, very different than, say, intelligence and advice. So that's, that's what I look for um, when I'm seeking mentors for myself. Those are the five things I strive to do. When people ask me if I'd be a mentor, that's what I would share for others. You know, again, making sure they're a worthy example, they're available, proven experience, they possess wisdom, and they're going to provide real friendship and real support for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever approached someone and were turned down, were rebuffed? Uh, how did you handle that? Do you, how do you not take that personally? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I think that if you approach somebody and you're turned down, that's a mark that they're a real mentor and they really care for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody who doesn't care about you is going to say, yeah, sure, I'll squeeze you in. Maybe we can make this work. Real solid mentor candidates are going to evaluate this. And I think that, you know, it's a season in life um, for you and for them, for whatever reason that doesn't work out. I, I, I never see it as personal. I see it as being able to not be helped uh, the best. I would, for somebody who's been turned away by a mentor, I would say, listen, if they're not, if they believe that they're not able to help you, then why would you be so desperate to have them try and do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I understand uh, the allure, but turn it into a positive. Hey, I, I get it. Help me understand which of these things or which which of the 
problems are in the way with being mentored and and let me go work on that and maybe it's as simple as i'm not accessible enough you know if they're a professional mentor maybe there's not enough budget for it mm-hmm. but you know who do you know that might be able to help me in that area anyway or what do i need to work on personally in order to become that candidate somebody who's looking for a mentor is looking for growth and maturity and improvement and that mentor can still give you the advice to get to that level first so I'm a, I found my mentor. I followed your five steps. Um, what should my expectations be? Do you see that sometimes people who are about to be mentored uh, maybe are expecting too much from their mentors? They, they're expecting some sort of epiphany and, and life-changing experience, and, and, and maybe it's, it's not that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, good mentorship is absolutely a life-changing experience. Um, but I think that there's three universal truths to anything in, in business and life I've learned. And that's that it's, it's always more difficult than we think it is. It always takes longer than we think it is. And it always costs more than we think it will. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it, it is important to check these, these boxes off and, and understand, you know, this will change your life, but not on the first day. That's why we do it for months and years right so progress is slow you know changing behavior is slow it's also not a linear growth path Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes people get very concerned with this you're going to have big leaps and then you're going to have little backslides and that's okay what's important to remember is that we just want upward trajectory over time Mm -hmm. so if we backslide in an area whatever we're trying to improve or we have a mentorship uh meeting that just is not productive Mm -hmm. um that's okay. As long as our overall growth is positive, we're still doing fine. What sort of benchmarks are you looking at? You talked a lot about growth and um, what as a, uh, both a mentor and a mentee, what are the, some of those benchmarks that we should be looking at? Yeah. So it really depends on the area, right? When I was coached in sales, I'm looking at, you know, sales results. So Mm -hmm. number of phone calls, number of meetings, number of sales. You know, I have a mentor who's a running coach of mine. And, of course, we're looking at completion of miles and and mile times, Mm -hmm. um, as well as things like heart rate and, and, you know, overall health feeling. When I coach people on organizational development, I use a standard called the Q12 to determine levels of employee engagement. And so we're looking at overall company trends and engagement scores, Mm -hmm. as well as weekly behaviors um, and how we feel about those interactions. Number of one-on-one meetings that happen, that kind of thing. You know, in all of those examples, we have both goals that are very quantitative, they're numbers driven, they're, they're on paper, we can't fudge them. And then we have goals or, or actions that are kind of qualitative, how we feel about them, what our um, observations are. And you got to have both. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's important to blend and discuss those at a given time. And, and these goals also evolve, right? So it's not something that we can have at day one or even before day one. It's, it's not even something that will stay consistent throughout the whole mentoring experience. A lot of mentoring at beginning is just spending several sessions talking about what's going on until the mentee comes to the conclusion, this is what I want to improve in. Mm-hmm. And a, a good mentor will let the mentee say, this is where I think I need to improve, as opposed to coming down and saying, you should be doing better here. This is, I guess, pertinent for both the mentor and the mentee, but uh, if I'm engaged in this, should I be focused on just one individual at a time, or can I, as a mentor, be mentoring multiple individuals, or if I'm a mentee, I can be you know, seeking the counsel of a number of different uh, individuals? Really great question. Um, 
Mentors can definitely mentor multiple people, um, so long as they're making the time to be accessible for them. Mm -hmm. Um, For a mentee, I would really recommend that you try and focus a little bit. And if you're going to have multiple mentors, which, which can be done, I have done it, make sure that they are in exclusive areas make sure that you're spending as much uh, enough time not just with them but working on what they're giving you to work on but if there's an overlap if you're uh you know when i mentor people it's pretty complex and all-encompassing let's get connected i love to get connected with my mentees other mentors to make sure we're on the same page Mm -hmm. to make sure we're not giving cross advice you know to make sure that um, we're not competing for each other's time or the mentee's time to make sure this approach is very holistic and positive. So I think that's really important for a mentee to do some due diligence on. Very easy for me to have a running coach and an emotional intelligence coach. I wouldn't recommend having a sales coach and a management coach and an EI coach all at the same time because they're so close. Mm-hmm. There's so much overlap. And, and we as, as people really struggle to change it that much that quickly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you had mentioned earlier on in the conversation about some of the, uh, the the people you had felt were mentors in your life, and you said, and there were some individuals who were you may have never met or were alive. And I'm I'm thinking you're talking about, uh, you know, maybe iconic business leaders or or esteemed authors on various topics. Can you share some uh, some of those individuals, and and if they were authors or whatnot, uh, what books you found were extremely helpful for you? Um, maybe even as a way for individuals individuals to either, you know, test the waters on, on both sides of this? Sure. Well, you may be getting more than you bargained for on that <laughs> question because I, I tend to read quite a bit. Um, on, on average, I'm reading 30 to 50 books a year. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've had some great mentors. So um, one of my all-time favorite mentors, a gentleman by the name of Ernest Shackleton, mm-hmm. um, who actually didn't write books, but a lot has been written about him. He was an Antarctic explorer around the turn of the century and a phenomenal uh, leader who managed to keep his crew alive despite very, very tough conditions um, down in Antarctica. My number one thing I've taken from him is the his family motto and, and personal mantra, by endurance, we conquer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, every time a snowstorm got tough, um, every time uh, sales goals weren't met, every time I've had difficulty in personal relationships, um, this past year running the Boston Marathon, I just know by endurance, we conquer. And if I don't give up, then I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been huge, right? number of books about him. Mm-hmm. Um Teddy Roosevelt comes to mind as a phenomenal leader, very well biographed, has has been biographed by many prominent business authors as well as historians on leadership. My uh, John Maxwell is a leadership author um, and and guru who is still alive. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting him and and am certified through his program to use his content on leadership. He has uh, 125 plus books on leadership. What comes to mind immediately is Intentional Living uh, as a book that really changed my life. The idea of understanding what we're really doing in life and and being focused on that purpose every day Mm -hmm. and driving to it as opposed to just kind of waking up one day and wondering where the years went by (laughs) and and, uh, focusing on on leaving a legacy and living for others. Um, And many others. I mean... uh, like I said, I don't have I don't have time for that, but 
you know, uh, from understanding through through these leaders, one of the things that I've you know strived to do is provide those kind of opportunities. And you know, I talked about accessibility. I'm not that accessible. I can only work with you know a certain number of clients at once. But I had the opportunity um, in 2018 to start this company, GrowTheBench.com. And uh, through that platform, I'm able to share leadership lessons from John Maxwell, um, but package in a snow-specific and landscape-specific package um, from my experience in business and do it in a way where you can watch these 10-minute videos on your iPhone, you know, once a week and and start to learn some of this leadership stuff. So, um, and, you know, Kevin Gilbride's been able to come and, and add to that catalog as well. Um, you know, among with lots of other prominent leaders. So um, technology has enabled us to uh, pass on this legacy, um, to be mentored by people we may never meet um, or really spend time with, mm-hmm. um, but, but have some wisdom to pass along. Can you share um, maybe um, an anecdote or story about um, a mentoring experience you had that really left a, a mark on you, whether it was as a mentor or a mentee? There's so many good ones, <laughs> 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 to be honest with you. Picking one's a little, a little tricky. So, you know, I, I was mentored um, very heavily by uh, Leslie Boomer. Um, she was... Uh, one of the first Gallup certified strengths coach out there, and, and I hired her in 2015 to start teaching me about um, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and, and working with other people. And uh, I remember the very first thing I said to her when I was considering this, um, I was reading a lot of Harvard Business Review and, and stuff at the time, and Peter Drucker, the father of modern management, is quoted as saying uh, frequently, Culture will eat strategy for breakfast. <laughs> and uh, I ran into Leslie at a trade show, and I said, Hey, Leslie, I keep reading that culture will eat strategy for breakfast, and I don't care about that crap at all. And I think it's becoming a problem for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was very aware that a lot of people didn't like working with me, would have issues. You know, I was frequently getting called to the principal's office mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, over things like that I did. And um, she looked at me and said, Neil, you can be very successful doing what you're doing, but not nearly as successful as if you figure out how to work with other people. Mm. And I said, you're you're hired. And, and she was, uh, she still coaches me, um, but she was my coach for about three years while I was at Case. Man, night and day difference. I mean, the stuff she taught me the the wisdom that that she was able to pass on the way that she just showed up for me on all of our calls and and one of the things that really stood out from from that conversation wasn't even something she taught me but the way that she did after uh i think our third call she said hey is this working for you or is there something i could be doing that would be more impactful for you and uh i said you know it would be really impactful if you could give me um, kind of like homework assignments to go work on. We made the decision together that instead of spending 60 minutes on the phone, we would spend uh, 50 minutes on the phone. And then she'd take the last 10 minutes of our session to sit at her computer, type up some, some notes from the conversation, and really assign me homework. Oh. And um, for me and my, and my personality and, and natural behaviors, that just enabled so much growth. It, it was phenomenal. But what was key was, She's showing up for me as a mentor and saying, how can I help you better? Mm-hmm. Not, I, I know all this knowledge and I just need to transfer it to you and you have to start doing it, but how can I really support you? That was huge. And, uh, 
I mean, she was so impactful in my life that I not only started to learn and appreciate and be able to work with others and enable them to be successful, but that was really the start of my path of ending up becoming a strength coach myself mm-hmm. and mentoring others. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's a, an example that really stands out. Last question, last topic. Uh, I, I gather from our conversation that um, you would agree that we all need in some aspect in our lives, whether it's professionally or personally, uh, a mentor there to help guide us along the way at some point. But are we, do we all have, do we all have the capability of being a mentor to others? You know, um, I, I would say yes, if you're able to show up selflessly enough to help somebody else. That, that's a big if. Um, if you're able to do that, I absolutely believe that the uh, individual talents, abilities, passions, and experiences that we have make us all uniquely qualified to help other people. You know, I really believe that that helping other people is the only thing that matters. The, uh, the quote by Jackie Robinson comes to mind, a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. And so, you know, I think that, yeah, we should all be mentoring others. But we need to remember that with one insignificant exception, the world is made up of other people. Mm-hmm. So if we, can, if we can show up for those other people and forget about ourselves, you're qualified to be a mentor. You absolutely should, you know, after you've had some experience in life. It may not be in business, right? Uh, I personally mentor youth in foster care. Mm. And and you don't need any success or experience. You could be, you know, 19 years old in this field and successfully mentor youth in foster care. Um, so, so, yeah, there are people to mentor. The question is, are you going to show up to help them? and not worry about yourself and where it gets you.